Join From Beer to the Bible every week as Irvin Lee and co-host Sarah Oliveira McDonald warn others of the consequences of drug and alcohol addiction by being the voice of faith-based recovery. Every week, Irvin and Sarah help people get access to the treatment and counseling they so desperately need. They explore the depths of addiction and give practical life examples of how to recover and develop a new rhythm of living. The show is gritty, authentic, and simply raw while being rooted in the love, faith, and hope of God. Welcome to From Beer to the Bible. Hi, this is Sarah McDonald, host of From Beer to the Bible. We have our special guest today, Chris McMullen, with A New Counseling. Say hi, Chris. Hey, everyone. We are continuing on our Understanding Sexual Sin Part 2 today. Um, but before we get started, please like, share, and subscribe at FromBeerToTheBible.com. We're going to come to you in the, the word of the Lord in Ephesians 2-3 today. Mm-hmm. All of us lived among sin at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, mm. made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. Mm. It is by grace that we have been saved. Mm. Amen. That's good. All right. All yeah. right. Well, we got Chris again um, here today. And Chris is super special. He's a, he's a great friend of mine. Um, he's a therapist in the addiction community here mm. in Fort Worth. Um, and he is in recovery from sexual sin himself. And so I think that's what makes you super special um, is that you've been there. You've done that. And you yeah. can relate to your clients that are getting help from you. Um, so tell us a little bit about your struggle and how it all started. Because we didn't get to talk about that in our our first show yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, so I just want to kind of get the viewers a little a, a little bit about your background. And you grew up in the church. Um, you started noticing that you were suffering with sexual mm-hmm. sin in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of went on your own to try mm-hmm. to find help for that. What made you do that? Did you have um, a God calling? Did you have something tugging in the back of your mind that, hey, I'm yeah. doing wrong. I need to get help for that. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, um, I feel like, you know, uh, in my family, you know, we, we, we had like our needs provided for, you know, physical, you know, you know, we had clothing and food and and fun. Like we didn't always know how to talk about things, you know? And like, again, we talked about, you know, in, in the previous part of the podcast, like about skills and like, when you learn how to talk about stuff and you normalize things, you don't talk about when it's a crisis, yeah. you know, when someone dies or like, you know, dad loses his job or something is that if you're learning to communicate, you know, then you learn it as a way of life, you yeah. know? So it's not necessarily to be an extrovert, introvert, but you learn social skills, you know, and it, it provides you a sense of community and connection. And so I think that like all my family brought me a lot of great stuff and, and, and like all people, you know, we're always trying to do better, you know, for, from, for our kids than when our parents did, you know, I think that's all of us to some degree is like, I think I've recognized like there was something missing, yeah. you know? And then when I read the book, um, every man's battle, I felt like if this is again, in my perspective, this is the best we've got, like, man, men are going to be suffering, yeah. you know, um, at least for what the place I was in, you know, what I needed, you know? Um, I don't, again, men that like really feel like every man's battle was really helpful for them, but it wasn't for me. 
Yeah. You know, and is that a book in the church? That yeah. Yeah. It's kind of passed around. Yeah. And by Steve Adderburn. Um, and as I've, as I've heard from other people now, it, it's kind of been revised two or three times now. And it's, it's provided some uh, more material than it did previously. Okay. Um, so it has come along. But um, I think that like, um, uh, like when I was young, you know, I, I I didn't know who I was, yeah. you know, I was lost, you know, not just in like the terms of like the prodigal son, like I didn't know who I was like, you know, as a son of God, I didn't know my worth as a son of God, yeah. like how he uniquely, you know, fearfully what made me. Yeah. And so like, you know, I try to define my worth by like, you know, what I did, who my friends were, you know, um, and, and, but like, it didn't come from like how God made me. And so like, I was just letting, situations define me yeah you know but like nothing was permanent you know and so you know that uh, emotional piece along with the identity piece and then feeling that like i didn't have a lot of like a friend group really you know i had friends here and there that showed up at different times but like um i think it was more of me that like because of what i believe about myself that even if i had good friends there at moments throughout my growing developing years in, in high school is that I, you know, you talk about self-fulfilling prophecy or, you know, is that I felt like, well, you know, when they left or, you know, or when they weren't there available for me, you know, um, or they didn't want to hang out, like, you know, it, def well, I must not be good enough for them. You yeah. know, I must not, there must be something wrong with me yeah because they don't want to be there. So pornography pornography became a sense of comfort oh, and yeah. a constant oh, yeah. that you could always go to yeah. to get your needs met emotionally. Oh, yeah. I didn't have to, I didn't have to depend on anybody, yeah. you know, I could depend and I didn't have to put it out there, you know, and, and want to be connected with somebody or feel good enough. Like porn was a, like I, I tell in, in counseling, it's equal opportunity employer, yeah. you know, like it's not going to say no, Yeah. you know, and it felt it fulfilled so many needs. I didn't probably even could vocalize at the time. You yeah. Know, Physical, that like, oh, yeah. emotional. Oh, relational, spiritual, relational, spiritual. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, you know, the consequences started to mount over time because it promised something that never delivered on. Yeah. You when know? did you figure that out? And how did you figure that out? Um, because I think a lot of people want to know that. When I, in college, I started taking more risk. Okay. And, you know, there was moments of clear. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I could get in some trouble for this, you know, um, and or could affect my relationships, you know, because I was saying I was one thing, you know, trying to go to church and being part of like, you know, um, and live this life. But like it was soup, it was very different. Like I was becoming more and more um, like I don't know, separated or, you know, disconnected. Yeah, disconnected. And so like I think the risk along with like the mounting shame that I was feeling because before, you know, prior to college, when, when I went to college in 03, when, you know, we started having Ethernet cards on the side of them, so that speed started getting better, yeah. you know, it was just Ethernet cords. And so as it became more available, you know, the shame started moving up and it started, I started seeing an effect, trying to be close to other people. And I'm like, there, I have a problem now, you know? And before, you know, thought it was bad maybe in high school yeah but like i think college is when i really became aware that like no this is a problem yeah. you know um that like and i had some friends that i was around that 
or like struggling with it too. And they kind of identified that they had a problem. And so like, I think it was part of that community too. And my friend group that um, started kind of exposing me to like going, oh, this may not be so good. This, this may yeah. not be uh, as, as, uh, as, as, it's not just affecting me in the ways that I, I was aware of in high school. Like it's affecting, you know, me in bigger ways because I'm connecting it through the guys I'm hanging out with and like they're feeling the same things too. Wow. You know, and not a lot of people have what you just explained. Yeah. And so you were lucky. Yeah. You know, you were lucky to have a little bit of that accountability. Mm -hmm. And was it through the church or through your Christian fraternity? Uh, my Christian fraternity, okay. you know, th there were guys struggling. And I think too, I, I, there was a big dichotomy. There were guys that were struggling like me you know, really a lot. And there were guys that were saying, well, I'm only struggling with every now and then. And, and then I felt like those guys were unattainable. Like, yeah. because like, I think I may have attributed the time, well, they're just not being honest, but maybe it's because they had real intimacy. They had real friendships, you know? Sure. They had more um, skills that I tell people, you know? It didn't mean they didn't struggle maybe to some degree like I did, but on the outside looking in, I'm like, you know, they've got it figured out, you know, they're healthier. They've got, you know, better friends, better support. They have a better sense of who they are as a person. Yeah. Like I was looking for everyone else to define me, you know? I was looking to, to you know, for people to come to me to define how good I was, yeah. you know? Like, um, and man, that was just a pit, a hole, you know? But like, I think, you know, seeing some of those guys that were healthier in my eyes started, you know, started to like go, you know, why can't I be like that, you know? what's different than from me in me than them. Yeah. You know? And so, uh, I think it, that's kind of what, where it began more, more, um, consciously that like I needed to start addressing this more proactively. Yeah. And so tell us the steps that you took to get sober from sexual sin mm. and, um, what resources did you utilize? Because there probably wasn't as, as many resources as yeah. there are now, but yeah. that is yeah. why Chris does what he does. And we're yeah. so thankful that you're here today to share that stuff with other people. Um, in college, I contacted a treatment center in Kentucky and did some online counseling or, 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 or phone counseling. Um, and I, I did that even later on when I got into grad school. Um, I started seeing a counselor in grad school. Yeah. In grad school, I believe. Um, and, and then really like I could probably create my own 12 step ish group. Um, not again, didn't know of SA and SA at the time, but like within my, uh, we, we within my fraternity, we had, um, like we would meet all together as guys and read the Bible. And so like some of that, apart from reading the Bible would be that time to share, you know, what the struggle is and like how I can be available, you know, yeah. for other guys or them to be available for me. And so like that kind of began part of it. And then when, um, and I was just probably at the time, like just eating up anything I could find online, you yeah. know, uh, I like, I probably did a, like a 30 day challenge. There was one, uh, I think the, like setting captives free. So it was like reading the Bible and some practical steps to like setting up some stuff. And, you know, I would try my best, but like I was still floundering sure. in it. Um, but like trying to create, trying to find something that provide a foundation for me to start like setting myself on, you know, that I could start moving forward with, but like that didn't happen until I was 25, you know? So like it was still, um, reading, uh, reading online services or online like blogs or, or articles or calling, you know, people or going in-person counseling. But 
it, it, all, it almost felt like a lot of times I was treating with what I was reading and, and with, with the counseling I was, counselor I was seeing sometimes, it was about the behavior more than it was what was going on inside, like the roots yeah. of some of those things, you yeah. know? And I do believe that like it was important and I don't realize that now, like you have to, you have to create some tools in the beginning because if you don't have those tools and you just go into some of the stuff, maybe the roots, yeah. then like you don't have anything to help you deal with some of the pain that comes up when you begin to explore some of the, you know, those roots, because there's a lot of difficult or hurtful things down there. Yeah. But like, I didn't probably get that in the beginning why that was important. I just wanted to get it out of my life. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, that's a good point is that, <clears throat> and it brings me to um, other things like mm. a lot of this has to do with trauma. A lot of yeah. this has to do yeah. with emotional needs, not getting met as a child. Yeah. Um, this isn't, this is, this isn't all just about the sin at hand. Mm -hmm. It goes way deeper mm -hmm. than that. So explain to us a little bit about, you know, the hierarchy of needs and how your yeah. needs didn't get met and yeah. um, how that correlated with your emotional sobriety. Yeah. And yeah. Obviously it manifested into sexual sin. It could manifest into alcoholism, eating mm -hmm. disorders, other things, mm -hmm. but that's the root of most of our issues is yeah. the spiritual stuff yeah. that happened to us early on yes. that we don't even realize. And yes. I love what you said at the beginning. Um, we, we have all these needs that need to be mm -hmm. met and, and you mm -hmm. couldn't recognize any of that stuff before, but you weren't able to communicate with your parents, mm -hmm. you know, at an early age and you, you want to change some of those things yeah. now. And I think that a lot of us feel like that. If we really look back, there are some things that we weren't able to share openly yeah. that maybe could have saved us later on down the road. Right. And maybe so, it was designed like that because again, all of these things, all of these bondages, bring us closer to God mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day. But let's talk a little bit about the emotional yeah. stuff. Um, you know, like it, Sarah, you were talking about like it, the other traumas, you know, it's all sin. It's like sin passed down. So if it's oh. sexual abuse, yes. you know, psychology uses a different term for it, but it's just more, you know, uh, sin that's like created like death in a lot of different ways, you know? So alcoholism, like sex addiction, domestic violence, um, community violence, you know, um, all these, uh, well, um, not well, um, let's say it easy to identifiable things and stuff that we can like, Oh, we know what that looks like, you yeah. know? And so you don't have to have like stuff like that to still be, you know, traumatized to some degree, you know, because we all still have sin, little, you know, I call them little T. Yeah. Little T. And so like, you know, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, emotional neglect. Yeah. That's probably the hardest like to recognize because, uh, uh, you know, even with verbal and emotional abuse, you know, there's something that's more vocal, you know, uh, like being called an idiot or you're not good enough. Or like, how could you do that? You know, or emotional abuse, like, you know, of, uh, you shouldn't feel that way, you know, like get over it, you know? Yeah. So again, it's not bad, you know, per se, but like it still dismisses like what my feelings and needs are, Yeah. you know, and doesn't make them like, well, if my parents don't make it important, you know, I don't know what's important. I don't know that it's something that like I can talk about, you yeah. know, emotional neglect, even more so. It's like you come in, you have a bad day at school, you know, uh, you don't get the grade that you thought you could get, you know, whatever you, and your parents don't, you know, don't know, are not connected to you, you know, 
you learn to like take care of yourself. Absolutely. You learn to like, no one is here for me, you know, even if it's never said. Yep. It's just that like, no one draws attention to like my internal state and like how I'm feeling today because I'm by myself. I take care of me. Yeah. You and know? parenting is hard enough as yeah. it is. A lot of parents don't even recognize that they're not doing some of these things mm -hmm. until you have gone through something like you and I yeah. have. And yeah. we're very intentional with our parenting, but still we don't do parenting right. 100% correct either. Right. We might, I mean, from where we were and mm -hmm. recognizing some of these things when we were children, we might do a little bit better of a job, yeah. but we still don't do it perfectly. And no. I think that's important um, because everybody's situation is completely different and everybody's needs are different. Mm -hmm. You know, my mm -hmm. daughter's needs are different than my needs. Mm -hmm. And I have to kind of pay attention to those things and what I'm pouring into her and what I'm saying to her. Yeah. But I, I like what you said. Um, generational sin was a word yeah. that you use and yeah. I, I we've used the word in counseling generational trauma mm. and i think that that's that's kind of cool so can you talk a little bit more about generational sin what does the bible say about sin and you know, what does the bible say about sexual sin like you know i look at like first kings and first chronicles where like you know you know when you talk you look at the lines of judah and israel like you know it, it's either they did even more wickedness you know in than their father did, you know, before him, or it's like, you know, he did, you know, he followed out, you know, all his heart in, in, a, in like in the, in the model of David, you know, was like Hezekiah, you know, um, uh, Joash, Josiah, maybe one or two more, but like, it's again, it's behaviors, you know, is that like, it doesn't mean they had it all perfect, but they were trying, they were, they were looking to God, you know, to, you know, fulfill their needs, like to, to love them with all their heart, soul, mind and strength. And it doesn't mean that like, and then, you know, in the subcontext or, you know, it'll say a note like, but then there were still Ashraf poles or, or, or male prostitutes or something here and there. But like, man, when you have the king that's committed, you know, to this, like to love it, the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, you the the people are blessed, you yes. know? So like, when I think about that, like I think about generations of parents, you know, too, is that like you said, you're only aware of what you can be, you know, you're, you're, you've been exposed to is that I believe that parents do try their best, you yeah. know, and you know, when it can be said of us, like we, we did more, you know, than, than our parents did, you know, like in, in the line of what our, you know, our, our parents names is that we're building upon, you know, what they decided to address, yeah. what they decided to grow in, you know, to provide a blessing, you know, to their children, yeah. you know? And so those that things are not addressed are still being passed down, but like, then there's a generation, you know, or so that like says no more, you know, I'm going to reverse these curses, you know, no yep. matter what, you know, it, it, it was whatever my parents did or did not do, you know, and I'm going to address this, you know, yeah. because like I, when I when I was saying like generational curses versus generational trauma, like is in the psychology world, is that like I had a, um, a mentor in college, a guy discipled me and he, he said something that was so profound and, and he goes, all truth is God's truth. We're stealing from his woodpile. And like that stuck with me. And so like he would talk about like we can take the nuts and bolts of like what's important that like anybody says in any arena and see what God's truth is in it and throw out the rest. And so like when I think of generational trauma, it's the same wording, you know, for me yeah. of like generational curses. And so like, I, you know, I can if I'm aware of it, I can decide not today, you know. I'm going to make choices today that's going to bless future generations. Sure. You know, and so it doesn't mean that maybe everything is addressed, but like I'm going to show my children that I'm going to run after God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, 
you know, and so like the blessings that come from that say, you know, it's not limited, you know, by like solely like what generations before me did, what they continue to carry forward. But like as much as it is to me, I will choose to serve the Lord, you know, yeah. I will choose today, you know, like Joshua said, yeah. you know, and like then my children are blessed. They will be called blessed, yeah. you know, from that. And so um, but was when, when we address that and, and we're not afraid of that, you know, like we're not seeing Goliath in front of us. You know, we're seeing a guy that's larger you know, yeah. that holds the whole world in his hands or holds us in his hands, Yeah. you know? And so like, we can defeat anything. So like, you know, th then there's nothing that can be broken, you know, because of him. Yeah. I think it was super important whenever I got sober that I had the foundation mm -hmm. of Christianity that I did. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you're the same way, but I didn't have the counseling piece. My yeah. parents didn't go to counseling because back then it wasn't it was kind of taboo to do anything like that. Um, we just swept it all under the rug. We didn't mm -hmm. talk about it. And so I love that today um, we can parent from both the counseling yeah. perspective yeah. and the counseling that we've both had and the Christianity that we have. And we can have this foundation of both. Mm -hmm. My daughter's only um, nine years old and she's going to counseling today, not because there's something wrong, but because I'm trying to have a therapist pour in some skills that I was never given yes. to break some of those yes. generational curses and those yes. messages that I think I received as a little girl mm -hmm. um, and hoping that she doesn't receive those messages in the same way that I received them, if that makes sense. It does. You know, like that, I think that is so important is like, you know, we think of growth in America, like as in terms of like getting, advancing in your job, advancing yeah. for your kids opportunities, college or, or clubs or, or activities in like, what about like it just expanding that into their relational skills, their emotional skills, their, you know, um, understanding who they are as a person, not just connected to what they do and, and, and not do, but like connected to who they are as a person. Yeah. You know, you, you are a person of worth, not because you're good at math and science, but because you've been fairly wonderfully made by God and God has blessed you, yep. you know, with like being analytical, being creative, being a problem solver, being and that's independent of any circumstance so like if if we can recognize i don't have this you know yeah. but i want my child to get it and stuff and i'm trying to figure it out you know Is i that, think one thing that i learned yeah. as an adult was that god has provided me already with the things that mm. i am good at yeah and i was always trying to strive and achieve and mm perfect who mm. I was as a person. And I never needed to do that, which yeah. is so exhausting. It was so yes. exhausting yes. all those years. And then I think it's really important to talk about the fact that we both grew up in the church, but mm. we both struggled having a relationship with mm. Christ. And why is that? Uh, for me, I think that like growing up in the Methodist church until um, sixth grade and then the Baptist church after that, I didn't feel like the people that I was, you know, when I walked from the pulpit, that it was about relationship. It was about doing, yes, about behavior, and that like um, I didn't get that like you know it was a relationship with, with Jesus, you know, and and you know a leading leading through the Holy Spirit, and so I think that like it was almost like God's far off, yes, you know. And, and, you know, he just gave us his book to follow and everything. And then if we do the right things, you know, we'll, we'll be good, you know? And like, it misses the context of everything why Jesus came, yes. you know? And I, so, I agree with that 100%. you know, like, like, you know, 
Jesus, was, if, if he's fully God and fully man, and he embodied everything that, you know, he, and he says, if you've seen, if you've seen me, you've seen the father, you know? So like he was motivated by compassion. He was motivated by like struggle. He's motivated by like, you know, and yet anything he didn't sin, he, he understands what it feels like to have disappointment and rejection and his friends leaving him and betraying him. Like he continues to call us back. Yes. You know, and like not repentance of like the prodigal, like we're far off. And like with some of us, you know, we think it has to be 12 step, you know, like, oh, you're, you're really messed up if you're way over here, you know, like me and, you know, whatever. But it's like when we believe in something like oh, I can make it on my own. I don't need anybody else, you yeah. know, or like, I'm going to focus on worry and where the world's going, you know? Yeah. And like, no, no, it didn't, it may not look like where I was, but like, man, we still need to come back to him because he's still calling us back. Yes. He's still saying, come home, you know, like I still will love you. You know, I still want to be here for you and, 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 you know, know that you can depend on me as your, as, as my child. Yeah. What advice do you have for others that are still out there struggling with sexual sin or um, loved ones that that may be watching someone struggle with sexual sin? Mm. That, you know, when, what's being presented is is just the behaviors of an underlying root problem. And if you only think it's, you know, you, you only address the behavior and you wonder why they're still depressed, they're still withdrawn, they're still you know, they can't talk with you, you know, or it's just feel like they struggle, like finding the right friend group. They still, you know, drift towards people that you feel like, you know, are not good for them is it's because that's the problem. It's not the behavior itself, you know, is that you have to see beyond them. You have to see like how God has made them, you yeah. know, fearfully, wonderfully made. And then that they have these narratives that they're holding on to yes, that drives yes. who they are. And like until you speak to that and everything, just addressing the behavior will not be enough because they will do it in something else. Yeah. Let's move it to something else. Yeah. You know? And like, well, like if you want to capture a child's heart, or understand your partner, understand your your your, you know, your your the adult son, adult child, like it's the same thing as it like, you know, is, is there it's a bigger perspective of just not stopping a behavior. It's like like having new life. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? It's and like seeing beyond that. And that all resides in Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of times I think people feel like they are going to be shamed by yeah. the other person's actions. And I learned this in counseling because I was doing just simple counseling, just simple parenting things. And I was wanting my child to do better in sports and mm -hmm. better in this. And so mm -hmm. we throw these things like private lessons and, you know, camps and all these things in front of them. And at the end of the day, what if God never wanted them to do that. We're, yeah. we're making them do that because we want to look good. Yeah. It's not about what Christ wants for our child. And yeah. so if we change the pers this perspective and the narrative that you mm -hmm. talked about mm -hmm. and pray, what, what do you want me to, how do you want me to respond to this child? Or yeah. how do you want me to pour into this child? Yeah. Or, you know, for the people out there, how do you want me to pour into this person that is suffering? Mm -hmm. It's not about us. It's about that person that's struggling yes and at the end of the day um the joy mm. resides in the relationship with christ jesus mm. and somebody told me that that joy lives within us and that and that's the holy spirit and he mm. left us with that and mm -hmm. i forget that mm -hmm. all the time mm -hmm. i forget that he has left us with the holy spirit and it lives within us and we have access to that yes yes you know 100 percent. like that's the greatest 
thing you can pass on to your child is that like, you know, repentance is all about changing our minds. So like if we're continually pursuing that, that's all about growth. Like Jesus wants us to be humble. Yeah. Like if if what we do in our lives is the place that we come to Jesus, we've created all these strongholds, which are ways of thinking, you know, that set, us, set up ourselves against knowledge of God. So knowledge of God is not a power struggle. It is a, you know, I'm gonna change the way I think to line up with like God, what his word says. And like, so that means I can grow more in emotional health and relational health like my identity in God, because I'm never stopped in the journey of growing towards him. Yeah. You know? And so like modeling that like takes away all the pressure of getting it right. Yeah. Of like, you know, is that I'm going to pursue God and like, will you join me in the way? Yeah. You know, absolutely. You know, that's, what's attractive in like seeing that, like Jesus took a bunch of fishermen that didn't smell good, you know, and probably cursed and different things and stuff. And saw like, these are the people I'm going to change the world with, yep. you know? And so, like, you see value in a, someone, not because it's only what they do, but because how God's made them. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And that's what changes. Like, then you see the bigger picture, you know, of, like, when it gets hard, that, like, I'm still, you know, I still see your worth. Yeah. I see still where you see where you're going. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for um, coming on our show today, Chris. One more time, how can people reach you if they need counseling? Okay. Uh, you can, you know, call us at uh, 817-442-6818 and set up a 15 minute consultation with my intake coordinator. Um, or you can just go to our website at a new and then submit a, um, a request to be followed up with. And you can still set up a 15 minute consult that way. Or if you're ready to start with services, we can set you up with one of our counselors and kind of go from there. And I just want to say that Chris is a person in recovery and is a, a follower of Christ, but he doesn't have to counsel that way. You know, he mm -hmm. meets you where you're at. Mm -hmm. um, his practice is not all about um, pornography and sexual sin. Mm -hmm. He is a CSAT, which certifies in counseling um, that type of person, but he can he can counsel on anything. He's a general LPC as well mm -hmm. and um, does a great job at just shepherding and helping young men, young mm -hmm. women, spouses, loved ones, anybody that needs help. So please reach out to him if you guys need anything. And thanks again for joining us at From Beer to the Bible. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this week's From Beer to the Bible. Make sure to tune in next week when Irvin and Sarah gift you with even more addiction recovery information. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember, we're always there for you.